Hi, I'm Budi Monet and I will be in the German national finals with my song Tears Like Rain. Hello, my name is Mona. And my name is Paul. And together we are Galant. And today I'm here with Building Bridges. And this is the Building Bridges podcast. We go to Germany. Now shake your sweet, sweet, sexy thing. Can go a minute without you. I'm sorry. Zero points. Damn. Welcome to Building Bridges. I'm Sebi. I'm Jan. Und ich bin Dave. And this is a Eurovision podcast for the rest of us. So today we build a bridge to Germany. And we say herzlich willkommen an unsere deutschen Zuhörer. We are talking about das deutsche Finale 2024. And we also have some special guests who will compete in the German final. Of course, the lineup is not complete yet. We have one more act coming through the Ich will zum ESC show. But for now, we will focus on the direct finalists. So what do you think of the lineup overall? Overall... Um, let's see, how do I say this nicely? Um, I'm, I'm happy that a country like Germany can, I guess, compile eight, nine acts that aren't superstars and, and give this platform to, I guess, some up and coming artists or, or ones that maybe have been around for a while, but aren't so well known, give them that exposure. It's great that way. Is this a way to win Eurovision? Probably not. To be Fair. Max Mutzke is a huge star in Germany, but that's also the only one. But yeah, we'll get to talk about the songs in a minute. But yeah, I agree. Overall, Germany never really went for big names because usually it doesn't work for them. We remember Cascada, we remember the No Angels. Usually, big names are not the recipe to success for Germany. No, I'm just I'm just looking at the at the the results right on, on wikipedia and ju just since 2000 those five red strikes across the table right for those five last places two in a row now two in the 2010s back to back i mean anzo poor anzo v the only 27th place in the final ever <laughs> only Germany can do that i'm so sorry You, you, you just have to hope baby steps like we, ho we hope nobody in this lineup is going to come last place this year um, no null point that would be great I mean get, just get off the bottom of the table yeah. and then maybe next year try to get to the top of the right side and then maybe maybe in 2026 move over to that left hand side of the board that would be great well maybe they have one or two which can already achieve this now who knows Right, so let's uh, let's have a look through them. So let's start with uh, with Marie Marie Reim, I, I think I hope. Yes, Marie. I should know. I, we, we spoke to her, so I hope that's how I pronounce her name. Probably. Yes, second so <laughs> German episode with her. That was our second episode in German. So um, yeah, that one is definitely uh, linked below, or you can just find it on our uh, channel. And um, I think this is very, very cliche. The song, it's very the typical Schlager. And in Germany, that's... Mm, it has an image and it's maybe not the best one. I think this could actually 
work if she has a good live performance. I think that the juries usually uh, vote for Schlager and for pop, and um, I don't see it resonating with the audience, with the televoters at all. But overall, Germany is also very much overdue to send a song in German, so um, I would say this is a solid 6 out of 10, and they, it wouldn't be embarrassed with that, at least. No, and it, it fits with this year of, like, you know, you were saying in our last episode uh, from UMK, you were saying, you know, how this year, like, what, 9 of 10 songs already are in, are in non-English or partly not in English? So maybe this is the year. Maybe this is the year everyone sends their native language. We'll see. But it, yeah, it's a nice pop song. It's a nice schlager song. I have a feeling that Jan is going to like this as well. Nice little party yeah. song. So mm, I will never reject a good schlager. <laughs> Hello, Helene. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to 99 with the song Love on a Budget. Um... I have some issues with this because it's the classic nice guy entry and that's the, that's the kind of entry that never gets rewarded. We remember Malik Harris, we remember Yendlik, all these nice guys who are super nice and super bubbly and everything. They don't work and this song is just, you know, not bad. It's a good song, it's well produced, it could be played on the radio, but it would be forgotten, and I don't see many people voting for this. You play this on the radio while I'm driving, I'm gonna fall asleep and crash the car. No. It's not, it's not, it's, I don't know, I, I've tried a few times to listen to it, and I just, I can't get to the end of it. It's just, it, put, it puts me in sleep. I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see what they do on stage with this to try and elevate it a bit, but I, I think a bit like what you were saying, Sebi, is just... It's too, it's too beige, you know, it's too mundane. The thing is that the safe, the safe entries, even though the, the, the broadcasters, the, when they think that they, it should do well because it works on the radio, as you said, Sebi, you know, it doesn't really work on the Eurovision stage. Whatever is safe, whatever is like, you know, something that could work, it almost never works. So uh, that's probably, you know, one of the cases why after the national final it can get some airplay in germany but in case if it goes to malme i think it's almost 100 percent sure it's staying on the right side of the scoreboard. oh yeah well uh shall we continue with uh budin monet and her tears like rain i actually think this is pretty decent i don't know if it's the right pick for Germany but I do feel like this has this is catchy I remember it from the first listen the chorus stayed in my head and that is a good sign it wouldn't be like groundbreaking but I feel like this would be competent and it wouldn't put Germany to shame uh, usually the non-Germans don't do that it's more the Germans themselves so a Dutch Canadian maybe would do better for Germany than their local entries it's very radio friendly, and I'm not being biased because, of course, she is Canadian. Um, but uh, no, it's it like you said. I I remember this from the first time I heard it. Uh, I immediately downloaded it. I enjoy listening to it, and it's probably my favorite of the list so far. So I really have high hopes for Boudin if she doesn't win, for her to at least be, you know, top three in the selection show. 
Yes, and also if we uh, kind of take a look at the composers, it seems like all of them sort of, they had this, you know, Eurovision experience, so they sort of know what to do yeah. or um, what kind of audience they're approaching. Um, but yeah, I mean, we will just have to wait and see how the whole thing works yeah. on stage. But we actually got some insight on the songwriting process and how this song was created. Um, is it time? Should we maybe welcome our first guest of this episode already? Yes. Let's hear it. Welcome, Bodin Monet. I'm going to ask you a question now that I don't get to ask very often. So you have ties to Canada. So can you tell us what those are? Yes. Oh, you're from Canada. Yes, my parents are from Canada. They were both uh, born and raised there. Um, so my family lives there. My friends live there. Um, and yeah, I go back a lot. My partner lives there. <laughs> and yeah. Oh, that's, I even have a maple leaf tattoo on my body. <laughs> oh, nice. Cool. <laughs> a very patriotic Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, a lot comes together, right? You're Canadian and Dutch and you compete in the German national final. <laughs> so yeah, very multicultural. Yeah, multicultural. <laughs> How was, can we start with Tears Like Rain maybe? How was the song created? And what was what does the song mean to you? Yeah, of course. Um, basically, I attended a different writer's camps this year um, dedicated to Eurovision. So you like go in a studio together and start writing with different international producers and songwriters and you write a song for Eurovision. And um, so that's how I met the producers and uh, immediately I felt connected to them, but also to the song, the lyrics of the song, the message. And um, it just means a lot to me because I love writing about overcoming um, negative situ situations or past experiences. And that's what Tears Like Rain is. It's about overcoming a negative uh, situation or relationship that I was in. Yeah. So the, the song was destined for the German final. You never thought about entering anything into Avotros in the Netherlands? Um, no, we have discussed it. But uh, the thing was that I um, am studying right now in uh, Harlem in the Netherlands, a music conservatory of music. But I really wanted to do an exchange to Berlin to study music there and just focus on the German market more. Um, I've just experienced so much love and support from Germany throughout my music career. And I was just really excited to, um, yeah, base myself there and see what would come out of it. So I'm really happy and lucky that I even got the chance to participate in the German finals. Um, but I think they saw my clear and passionate vision. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I think the Netherlands would have been pretty tough this year with Jos Klein. I think they were <laughs> we decided on that already. So you had better uh, odds in Germany. No, for sure. I do think they. Uh, it was a very strong uh, selection as well in Holland this year. They were very strict with uh, what they wanted this year. So. Yeah. Yeah. But then, uh, how was your reaction when you found out that you were in the German final? <laughs> oh, I couldn't believe it. Really, I couldn't believe it when they first called me. Uh, to call me for the audition, I was already mind blown that they called me. And then I, I asked, like, can I ask like, how many people uh, applied? And then they said a thousand. And I was like, what? A thousand people? <laughs> like, why do you want me in the, for the audition? But um, 
Yeah, so there was the top 20 did audition and then they called me um, yeah, a week, I think later after the audition. And then they set up in the finals and yeah, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> I was so happy. Yeah. And you were um, directly to the final as well, because, you know, many artists were just uh, submitted to the Ich will zum ESC show and mm -hmm. not even their own song. So I guess yeah. it was a pretty good relief. But did you follow that as well? Or are you just focusing on your own performance? No, I um, when I was in Berlin um, mm -hmm. last month, I sort of found out that there was another show. I didn't even know there was another show that of the ninth person that was going to be on the on the, in the German finals. So, um, yeah, then I looked it up. I think my mom watches it more than me, actually. I've just been focusing more on the German finals. But um, yeah, I'm really excited to see who comes out of that. So the, the show is, well, less than a week away at this point when we're, when we're chatting. So how has the stage been going? You know, is it something that's just like looping in your brain now? Like you're just constantly thinking about it. Is it all how you wanted it to be? So what can you tell us about what we'll see on Friday? Um, yeah, so I have been thinking about it nonstop. I dream about it too. Um, I do have a clear vision of what I want to um, show on stage. And we have had online Zoom talks uh, with the production team of Eurovision Germany. And we talked about staging and lights and clothing and perhaps backing vocals or anything uh, about staging. And um, yeah, so they really listen to my vision and my ideas, which I love. Like, it's really nice to brainstorm with people that are very open to your ideas. Um, so yeah, what you can expect is definitely me staying true to myself, but also adding some more elements near the end to have a bigger climax of the song. So they didn't give you any limits or something? They say you can't do this, you can't do that. They were pretty open. Sorry, can you see that again? Oh, they didn't give you any limits or so. They didn't say you can't do this, you can't do that, but they were pretty open. Yeah, they were pretty open. Like, of course, there was a budget for everyone, so... Yeah. <laughs> Can't, you can't say, oh, I want fireworks and this is that. <laughs> but um, basically, I think we got everything out of the budget that we could. And um, anything that's extra, I even said, like, I, yeah, it can come out of my pocket easily, easily, because I'm so, I really want to have that special performance and it's so worth it. Um, but no, they're very, um, yeah. Yeah. Open and... <laughs> well, the, the head of uh, Eurovision in Sweden for over 20 years uh, apparently is famous for saying that, you know, he should be able to wake up the artist at like two in the morning from sleep and like immediately turn the music on and they should be able to go. And if you can do that, you're ready for the, the big stage. So maybe it's a good thing that you're dreaming about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, I like that. And of course, if you go to Eurovision, there'll be a bigger budget for the staging as well. And, yeah. uh, well, you know, the Eurovision stage, uh, have you followed Eurovision in the past? Have you been a fan for a long time or what is your connection? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, for sure. No, I've watched it every single year since I was a little girl because my parents would watch it. And um, it's like a tradition to watch it every year with the family or friends. And um, I've always had that dream of me wanting to be on that stage one day. Um, so I've envisioned it, I'm, I'm manifesting it. <laughs> so uh, yeah, hopefully this year my dream can uh, come true. 
Yeah. Do you have some favorite songs, favorite memories from Eurovision, maybe? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have different songs that are my favorites. Uh, for instance, from last year was definitely Loreen with Tattoo or um, Break a Broken Heart or Unicorn. And from years before, I loved um, Michael Schulte with uh, You Let Me Walk Alone in 2018. Um, and Lena's Satellite, of course, 2010. I think that's one of my earliest memories of Eurovision because I was nine years old, so I can remember her winning and I just loved her energy. Oh, yeah? Oh, nice. Wait, are you from 2001? Yes. Oh, cool. <laughs> um, that, so, um, yeah, and I still remember that. I think that's been a big inspiration for me. And of course, I watched the older videos of like Celine Dion because you know, she's from Canada, of course. And um, yeah, I have a lot of memories of Eurovision. <laughs> yeah. We did a, a Canada Day special actually last year, and we kind of went back and looked at all the previous artists from Canada that have somehow managed to get to the stage of Eurovision. So really? you know, if you win this year, we're going to have to update that and add you to the list. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Have there been like many Canadians on Eurovision? Yeah, but, uh, about nine or ten. Most of them from Quebec, but we've had some from BC yeah. and, and one from New Brunswick of all places. So really? Yeah, oh, yeah. We come out of the woodworks when we have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. nice. So you, you know seven of your, I guess, competitors. I know it's probably not the best word, um, but have you have you met them yet? Have you had a chance to listen to any of their songs and, and uh, maybe some favorites come to mind or or do I dare say like one that you're not worried about, but like one that you think might uh, rise above the rest? Um, yeah, for sure. I uh, have listened to all the songs uh, over and over again because I love all the songs. I um, definitely have my favorites. I think my like number one favorite would be Always on the Run by Isaac. Um, I love Oh Boy. I love Undream You. And um, I actually love all the songs because they're, I'm a bit biased because they are like pop. Most of them are like pop uh, ballads and I love pop ballads and I love <laughs> the voices like Isaac has such like a raspy voice and um, Raik has such a more softer voice, same as Leona. So I just love their song choice. And um, yeah. yeah, I listen to the, to my competitors <laughs> quite a lot. Um, yeah, and then there's of course two German songs. Uh, so those are, those are more out of my comfort zone, um, but I love the style of it. Like I think the Schlager is so cool and the Katze like more mysterious, like kind of funny way. I, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I love the, the top eight. <laughs> but you're not scared of them. You're not scared of big competition. You're just happy to be there as well, right? Yeah, no, I, like, of course, it's it's going to be tough. Um, I'm not I'm not thinking like, oh, it's going to be fine because I know it's going to be strong. It's strong competition. But um, I mean, I would rather do that and have like a really good, strong final um, mm -hmm. and actually yeah, like the other songs. And yeah. yeah. So you've been following Eurovision, as you told us. Um, so you also know that Germany has not the best record in the last few years. Why do you think do you have the potential to change that? Yeah, I think um, there's been two women that won for Germany. So yes. hopefully this year the third. <laughs> and, uh, I just think it's something different. I know that Germany always picks something different. I think um, they took a challenge 
and the risk like last year um, and the two years before and I think they do dare to be different and that's what I like and I'm different it's I'm not the typical German girl um, and yeah I hope to make a change somehow for them yeah. yeah we're still scratching our heads over last year that made zero sense but anyway <laughs> yeah. we, we move on so um, as you know this is an international podcast so what uh, what message might you have for anybody listening uh, really around the world to your fans yeah oh, I just want to say thank you so much for supporting me I did not expect to meet so many uh, new fans all over the world I've I can't even think of all the different countries that have contacted me or messaged me and I'm just so so grateful and happy waking up to those messages every single morning and yeah I just want to say thank you and hopefully I can take you on my journey to your vision yes we hope so too yeah <laughs> well, thank you so much for the interview first of all we cross all fingers for you at the final and hope to see you in Malmö of course yeah <laughs> um yeah, I think you felt the impact of the Eurovision family already, right? For sure, yeah. Going to Malmö or not? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll, no, have the, I'll have the Canadian and the German flag ready for Friday for you. <laughs> you <watch>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you. All right. Thank you so much, and thank you. best of luck. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much once again to Bodine. I think uh, Dave and I, we both hit it off with her. We're the same age and Dave and her are the same roots. So yeah, the connection is there from the start, pretty much. Thank you for finding a new, different way to call me old. Very nice. Yeah, you have, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, shall we go on maybe? Um, the next song we have on the list is Oh Boy by Rick, I expected a very different song when I read the title, but um, Rick is of course known already through his participation in the German national final in 2018. And oh boy, can he sing! This is amazing. And the song is much better. And I think that this would probably be a smart move for Germany to send because. We've seen how this year is probably shaping out to be. There's gonna be a lot of up-tempo, a lot of 90s pop, rave, disco kind of music. So this one would stand out so much between like three 90s pop songs. And this is jury bait, as we talked about before, you know. The juries would eat this up. And even if it doesn't do well with the televote, if Germany just gets, you know, 90 points with the juries that's their best result in many many years so i think <laughs> this is maybe the option but i also don't think this would totally tank with the televote i think this is actually gonna be a no. quite beautiful performance no he's got that nice voice like uh, was a will church last year that was in the german final yeah yeah and he's got a great song uh, yeah uh, for sure and um there's a little bit of a John's Tears kind of quality to this as well, a little bit. So I think with uh, with the right staging, this could go quite far with both the jury and the televote. I think, and this is might be controversial, but I think Rick has a stronger voice than John's Tears too, because I've seen him live in the German final, and he holds notes like, um, that's incredible. 
Oh yeah, I, I can I can say people are better than John's tears all day. That's what I do. <laughs> all right, so shall we move on with the next song, which is "Always on the Run" by Isaac. Um, this is, I think, a bit similar to Bodine because I also had this song in my mind, and it's you know it's kept playing in my head a little bit. The chorus is quite catchy. Ah, but at the same time, it's heard before. It's not uh, a big standout. I think he sounds like he has a very good voice. If he pulls it off live, this would also be a potential uh, for jury points. But I think it might not be um, special enough to stand out for televoters. And I also don't really see this doing very well. Maybe somewhere in the middle. But that's as high as I think it can get. The chorus is really catchy. This run, run, night, whatever they're saying, you know. So I think um, could be good in the arena because you could get the audience kind of chiming in and singing along, and some nice shots of that, you know, could could help. I yeah. uh, don't think it's winning this though. So I yeah. don't. And again, I don't want to envision it in Malmo because I don't. I don't think it's going to go on. But it's it's a great song, and I like listening. To, I have it on my phone. I really like it. Yeah. But again, we have so many catchy songs already, and we're gonna have Sora, 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 and we'll have We Will Rave and stuff <laughs> like that. And I don't think that this little catchy chorus is gonna be enough, you know. So um, let's go on with Undream You by Leona. I like this. But at the same time, I still don't remember the melody of it, and that's usually a problem. I don't know if it's a big jury bait song. It's not really a televote song either. I There's nothing wrong about it, but at the same time, it's not a potential song for Eurovision. I just don't see that. No, it's a good song if you're, you know, at the grocery store and it comes on the speaker while you're, you know, buying your bananas or something. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a sweet little song, and that's great, but I, I don't, I don't even know how you would stage this. Um, it's just quiet, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I'm gonna use your term again, Sebi, it's, it's beige. Yeah, so speaking of beige, um, let's go to Max Mutzke and Forever Strong. Um, of course, Max had a very good song in 2004, 20 years ago exactly, when he finished in a tremendous eighth place for Germany. I mean, Germany can only dream about that nowadays. And he is a big star in Germany, so I think he has good chances inside the national final. But I could see this be a potential last place in Eurovision because it's not a huge, uh, it doesn't give us big vocal moments, it's not big jury bait, and it's so forgettable for the televote. So I really could see this as a potential last place, which would put him to shame as a big artist in Germany. So just maybe not select this one. Make him come back with a yeah. song, but don't select this one. <laughs> and then that could do damage again, like we've seen in the UK after years of poor results. Mm -hmm. The big artists in the UK don't want to go to Eurovision. Well, we don't want the same happening. We don't want to see big artists shy away from representing Germany in the same way. 
Mm -hmm. uh, the studio version, he's, I mean, he's got a great voice. I, I don't know him. He's, you know, he's not known over here, so I don't know what he's like live. Um, but yeah, the song, like I've, I'm listening to it now as we're speaking, just to kind of refresh, to remember what the song is, because I, I completely forgot. So he sings well, hopefully it's the same live, but um, yeah, if, if Germany takes this to the final, I, I don't know if it's going to be very far from last place. So um, the last song we're going to talk about is Katze by Galant. Um, cats are always a 10 out of 10 for me automatically, but um, I, it's weird. Because for some, a part of me is like, yeah, but I like it. It's different. It stands out. Um, it stands out in the lineup as well. It does have some artistic value, but I don't think it's artistic enough to like be a jury favorite. I think this would also probably be too confusing and maybe end like quite low at Eurovision. But at least it would be a risk for Germany. But uh, yeah, I'm here for it. It's nice to vibe along to. But I have to say, um, Latvia stole my heart with the cat song. I think this one is a lot more catchy. And the cat song in Latvia, by the way, made it to the finals. One of the 10 finalists yes. in Supernova. So we have two potential cat songs for Eurovision. This would definitely be the more experimental, I guess, if that's the right words. Um, and you know which songs tanked? Both AI songs didn't make it to Eurovision. The AI song in Latvia was eliminated in the semi already. And of, as we know, Norway didn't choose the AI song either. So cats have better chances than AI. <laughs> yes, because people have ears. Yeah. So they vote accordingly. Yes. But um, yeah, shall we maybe end this funny little episode with another guest and talk to Galant, the cat people, and see, find out what it has with the cat. Yes. Doch. Let's hear from Mona and Paul. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us. Can we maybe start, how did everything begin with, you know, the German national final and Eurovision? Maybe, um, can you quickly tell us what should the listeners know about you and who you even are as Galant? Mona and me, we knew uh, each other, I think from 2021, we met um, at the so-called Pop Course in Hamburg, which is some kind of songwriting camp that um, takes place in Hamburg for six weeks in total. And uh, yeah, we met there and first we didn't do anything together, but in the end we figured out we, sh we really should try to write some music. and. We spent like two hours together and after those two hours we knew exactly, okay, wow, this is going to be great. We need to make music together and this is how we uh, found Galant. Uh, we kind of joked around like, yeah, we, we should do television. <laughs> Let's do television. Yeah. And our manager, Maggie, <laughs> she made the suggestion. Yeah, I, Mona? I, I, I remember that uh, our management, Maggie Magdalena, she, uh, she told us, guys, why don't we participate in the Eurovision uh, song contest um, thing here? Um, we can we can send our songs. Well, let's do it. And and Paul and me, we were like, I don't know. Do you, do you really think should we should we do that? And and then we said, Yeah, okay. Why not? I mean, what 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 should happen? And then I I think two weeks later, no, two months later, we received the message. Yeah, guys, they they liked you. They liked the song. 
And I remember I was sitting in the car and I was with my groceries and I was super stressed. I was like, what? What is happening? And um, first, first it freaked me out, but now it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't believe it in the beginning. Because like we figured like as well, most of you guys maybe figured out we don't like our style of music is not the usual style of music that you would expect from Eurovision Song Contest. But I, I think nowadays there's there is no Eurovision normal anymore. There's everything in Eurovision, so um, it's gotten very popular. Katze outside of Germany, I don't know if you know, but like the Eurovision fans across the world really have really taken to it, and there's been debates on Facebook and on social media. Is it based on a real cat, or does Katze represent maybe something else, maybe a metaphor, or, or what is it? Where did the Katze yeah. come from? <laughs> Where did the Katze come from? So first of all, um, I'm so happy to hear what you're saying because I had no idea. And Me too. I, I, I didn't know if the song is working for people, you know what I mean with working, if, it's, if, it, if, you, if you get emotions and feelings, if you don't understand German, because I don't know how German sounds for someone who doesn't speak German, but if you if you say these things, oh my god! <laughs> and yes, um, many people think that I'm actually singing about a cat, but I'm not singing about a cat. It's the cat represents a person, obviously. I mean, it would be a bit easy to sing two minutes forty about yeah. a cat. <laughs> no, there's more behind it. Okay, because there's another song. I don't know if you've heard, but in in Latvia this year, and like you guys, there's a, there's a, a a woman Katrina, and she's got a song in the Latvian selection called the Cats Song. And if you look on YouTube, you'll see some like my top two Eurovision cat songs this year, and people are kind of like voting which is the better cat song, yours from Germany or the Latvian song. Ooh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I, I didn't know. We have to check it out. Oh, for sure. So, so w which country was it? In Latvia. Ah, okay. It's literally called the Cats Song. <laughs> That's it's, crazy. Yeah. That would be so funny. <laughs> They're too yeah, yeah, cats kind of take uh, uh, cats kind of take place in in our lives. Uh, quite important. <laughs> yeah, but but as Mona already said, like the song is not about cats. Like the cat is sort of like yeah, um, it has a deeper meaning. And of course, like if you don't speak German, um, you obviously need some translation. But we also kind of intended that you can choose if you just want to have fun with the song and sing. See, uh, is my katze, and um, because this is like easy enough for everybody, even if people don't speak German. But at the same time, for those who like listen. Uh, who like to listen more closely, there's a deeper meaning hidden behind. Um, yeah, Mona, I mean, you can tell us about the meaning if you want. Yeah, so um, the cat basically stands for a person who, due to bad experiences in childhood and in the past, um, no longer allowed to receive love and um, is kind of trapped in a destructive behavior patterns. So, and I thought that the cat, if, I mean, look at a cat. A cat lies down on the floor and is just sleeping. And if you touch her, sometimes she likes it. And sometimes you, she <laughs> bangs you uh, in your head um, and scratches you. So it's very random how, how the cat reacts on what you do. And I believe there are many people out there that also react kind of aggressive when, when something gets too close to them. 
And um, yeah, I wanted to put that in a song and I thought a nice way is to just transfer the this 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 topic on a sweet cat. So as Paul said, you, you can just listen to the song and have fun or you think behind the lyrics and maybe you find yourself in there. Well, I don't know if you've seen that, but the German Eurovision channel has actually posted these, you know, reaction videos of, you know, mostly seniors and uh, they compared okay. you to Nina Hagen and also Neue Deutsche Welle. Uh, is that something you agree with or who are your musical inspirations? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like we were actually happy to uh, to be compared to those because um, like, like our musical roots and the music that Mona and me also like and we also decided on to kind of aim to while writing and producing music is definitely like Neue Deutsche Welle and uh, New Wave but also a little earlier all this Krautrock uh, kind of stuff like Kraftwerk and um, also like, the, like we both like electronic music a lot and we like the very beginnings of electronic music uh, who also among others started in Germany with Kraftwerk and everything and going the straight way to Nina Hagen and Neue Deutsche Welle artists. Uh, we also fancy a lot of trio, you know, like da, da, da. <laughs> like those kind of music. Um, we really like that because it is, um, it's very simple and straightforward. And it's funny in its, in it, uh, in its own terms, but um, at the same time, it's also very funky in a very stiff and maybe like German kind of way. But yeah. I mean, since we we are like uh, playing from Germany right now, we thought it might be fun to just like embody this um, like typical German electronic pop-ish kind of music, and not yeah. try to be like one of those like like, like big um, pop um, artists that we also very fancy, but we cannot embody them <laughs> because this is just us. Just us two. Yeah. You. <laughs> So have you um, have you had time to prepare what you want to do on stage yet for the big show? Have, have the discussions happened around that yet? Yeah, we're we're having discussions um, at the moment. We are talking about our costume, about our outfits, but uh, as for now, I can't tell anything about that. But yeah, we are. We have many people who help us, so um, because they 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 like what we do and they support us and. Um, Without them, Paul and me, we would be a bit lost. To be <laughs> yeah, so, but yeah. Um, we, we can already say that it's not going to be boring. Mm. Um, we yeah. definitely planning to entertain all of you. <laughs> but yeah, like um, I think it's it's better if we just like shut our mouths about that now <laughs> until we have something like really okay. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh yeah, we don't we don't want to ruin anything. But uh, like you were saying, where the song is in German, um, you'll have people watching from across the world. Will there be any? I guess clues or hints or anything helpful for non-German speakers in your performance that'll maybe help them get the song and understand what's happening. Oh, that's a good, good question. Well, I mean, in the chorus, I'm singing "Sie ist eine Katze," and then I say "Miau." So <laughs> maybe that's the hint to um, "Katze" means cat. <laughs> maybe we'll put that and on our socials. I, and sometimes I do a. Uh, what says Fauchen of, of, of English? Hiss. Uh, a hiss. Mm. I like a hiss. So, 
<laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. This, this only explains the, the first layer, right? Like the second layer, like the deeper meaning behind. It's, it's, it's very question-based. Because like for everybody who doesn't really speak German or even for those German-speaking people who don't like to listen as closely to the lyrics, True. which is also fair enough, yeah. um, I think there, there will be a lot of storytelling through our expressions and our like movements. Because obviously if you only try to resemble a cat and embody a cat <laughs> yeah there, there's limited amounts of things you can do but in telling the story that is be told within the song um there's a lot of facial expression that kind of gives you hints to that the words have a deeper meaning but i think for the for the second layer as you said paul it's well you have to maybe you have to read the lyrics and in, we have english lyrics translated and um, that's, I, I believe that's how you can get the message, but I think like in the performance, but that's a really good question. Thank you. I've never thought about that. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're going to discuss about that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, sometimes it's better to not give everything away, to stay a little bit, you know, mysterious and intriguing. And I think, you know, even in that's that line, you know, uh, of the songs, you're definitely the most mysterious act, if I can say that. People will want to know more and find out more. Did you listen to the other acts as well? Did you yeah, have time? Yeah, sure. And what do you think about them? Wow, I mean, they're all great. It's it's incredible to be part of this like top eight so far. Um, mm -hmm. But we are very happy with our role as the weird ones. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, like I said, this, this is us, this is what we do. And um, it's, it's a good feeling to be like invited and to take part. But yeah. we also fancy every other artist uh, who's taking part in the finals. They're all amazing artists and amazing songs and everything. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. It's just it's good fun to be part of that. And yeah, I mean, we're happy if uh, yeah. something more is happening and we like, if we might win <laughs> the finals, <laughs> it would be nice. But uh, in the end, it's just a great show and good music and a lot of appreciation and love from everybody. So you said your, your manager encouraged you to apply for Eurovision this year. Um, does that mean that you guys weren't big Eurovision fans before? Or is it something you grew up with? Or is this a new adventure for you both? I wouldn't call me like a hardcore fan of the Eurovision, but I was always um, I was always watching it because it was like, yeah, it was fun to watch. And I really loved that all the countries from everywhere present their art. That was I, that. Well, that was a thing I, I really loved, but I, I never thought that Galant would be would fit into this kind of thing. So I never had I never had the Eurovision for us on my on my uh, screen. So, but now I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm watching videos about it. Now I get into it. I didn't even know that there's like this huge fan base around the world. It's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for, for me, it's, it's it's kind of the same, but like as a child, I, I used to watch it a lot with my parents, but um, I kind of lost track on it because um, I uh, listened to other music and when I started to like do professional new music, um, I knew the Eurovision Song Contest was taking place, but um, I also did not feel as connected because we knew, or I knew that Galant is making music that is kind of like it, it's not a typical thing that you would expect from a new wish song contest or at least this is what i thought it was 
And I really appreciate that they also, like in the Eurovision Song Contest, you not only have like ballads and big like pop um, uh, hymns, like popular music stuff and rating music, but also more like uh, rap-ish kind of music and rock music and everything. Um, mm. So it really makes sense that we are also kind of represented in finals now to me. Um, but the one thing that I always appreciated and loved about the, the original song test is the fact that also mentioned uh, Mona that there's a lot of different styles of music from different countries, and especially if they song in their own language, in their native languages, it's amazing to listen to all of those different languages because it's for example in Latvia, yeah. I I never heard a song in their uh, own language. And this is super important also like with like building bridges, <laughs> like yeah. to, to build bridges so that they say, yeah, I, I know this song from Latvia and uh, they sung in there. I don't know if they're doing the cat song now, but if they sung their song in their own language, they're like this language sounds so cool. Maybe I can catch up two or three words. And this is one thing that I really love about the Eurovision Song Contest. I, I was just thinking, I don't know if I'm going to get a lot of hate now, but if I could, uh, if I could uh, like get a wish from the Eurovision Song Contest for the future, I would uh, love the, a new rule that all the artists have to sing in their language. I don't know if how the community is uh, thinking about that idea, but I, I would love that. Well, I think that's why Katze is getting so much attention, because it is in German. And, and I mean, Sebi can know, probably knows the exact year, but uh, I think it's been since the 90s, since Germany sent a song in German to Eurovision. And well, the last one was 2007 with Roger Zitzel. Oh, right. Uh, Before that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but I, I just wanted to add that I, th I also think it's kind of like what's just like on Vogue, like in in uh, which decade, uh, like 10 years ago, it was more like more common that bands and artists in Germany uh, sing, uh, sung in English, but now yeah. it's more common, like there's more like German-speaking popular music coming up right now, but I think this is always changing and also like it's depending on what's working right now. And I actually like that there's more uh, German-speaking music on the market again, even though I have to say that I started, like myself, I started listening to German-speaking music only a few years ago. Like before that, I also only listened to English yeah. and uh, French mainly speaking music. And yeah, I, mean, I think this is changing all the time and I like that this is kind of getting mirrored also in the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. And it's still reaching people from abroad. It doesn't yeah. reach Germans just because it's in German. That's beautiful. That's so nice. Like I really feel honored for that because I mean we don't have the best reputation, not in the Eurovision Song Contest, and also not with our language, and also not with our kind of humor and everything. So yeah. it's 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 really nice to also get the appreciation from like around the world and like non-German-speaking uh, countries. So thank you. Yeah, that's why we're so happy to have you here. And thank you again for joining us. Do you maybe have some message or some final words to our listeners? Hmm. Stay open-minded for every kind of art. Hmm. I would love that to tell the people. If you feel that you have um, the feeling that you want to do art, you want to express yourself, do it and uh, don't be afraid um, of judgment. If you, mm. if you want to do something artsy and you think, oh my God, this is so weird, I can't do it. What would this guy think? What would they think? That's exactly the way you have to go. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for having us.
Bye bye. Thank you so much to Mona and Paul from Galant and Thank you guys if you're still here for listening to this episode. I think it was a bit longer than usual, but uh, yeah, two guest episodes and a big five national final coming up. So um, we hope you enjoyed the show on Friday for Germany and um, vote for your favorite if you're German. And uh, if not, then enjoy the show. Vote for Germany or somebody else, whoever <laughs> you want to vote for in Europe. <laughs> but enjoy the show and um, yeah. Have fun. We see you very soon. Do we have socials or a website to tell people to go to? Of course we do. Oh, if you know it by now, uh, then shame on you. But it's buildingbridgespod.com and we're at buildingbridgespods everywhere. So um, follow us. We will know if you don't. We have our eyes on you. And um, <laughs> well, see you soon. Bye-bye. See you. Bye-bye.